Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you again for uh, uh, giving us your time. Um, a cry to war. I mean, um, I, I've seen it, you know, with this uh, uh, online, obviously, and what intrigued me so much was uh, African, West African history, finally something that can tell uh, a bit about uh, what our history is. But before we're going to go into that, could we know a bit more about who you are and uh, uh, you as writers and your background stories? Yeah, so um, we're both, we're both um, born in London, um, but of um, African descent, so first-generation African descent. So both my, my parents um, are Nigerian, so I'm and also... And my parents are Ghanaian. Ghanaian, so... I see. So we're, and obviously we've always sort of kept in, kept in touch with our culture and our Obvious. roots. Um, and that is sort of one of the um, ingredients that has sort of pushed us to write this book and trying to understand our history, not just what we, you know, find easy to access in the mainstream media and, you know, what you have it. Um, so, you know, I'm sure as you're aware, you know, 13th century Africa and pre-colonial um, Africa is not something that is easily accessible. In terms of finding any sort of literature, like fictional or non-fictional, it's not. So we kind of just, yeah, we kind of just took it upon ourselves to fill in that gap. Exactly, you know. Address that gap ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that that's that's mainly what inspired us, really. Um, is is you know writing more about African stories by people who are interested in the African culture and have a connection to it and sharing that story for everyone to to be part of it, you know, and to see it for what it is. Um, yeah. I think now is a good time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are really interested in the, in the history right now. Yeah. We wanted to get on that market straight away. I hear you. Definitely a, a good a good moment to, uh, to bring out a book as such. And uh, what we also want to know uh, from you guys, like, how did your story uh, to writing even begin? Are you historians? Are you writers? Or maybe something else? Could you give us an idea of uh, uh, professionally where your field lies and how this connection is made with uh, writing such a book? Yes, yeah, so so I I come from a an engineering background, so it's quite technical and very sort of... Um, um, regimented, yeah. um, mathematical and physics and all of that stuff. But I've always sort of um, kept um, an interest in, in in storytelling, both visual and uh, literature, um, literal um, storytelling. Um, Karen here, she's 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 a teacher. I can, I can, yeah, <laughs> I'm a primary school teacher. Yeah, and I think being creative is something that I really enjoy. So it was just a great area ever to get into yeah yeah basically yeah but i think it you know like um even though we come we don't come from a uh we didn't historical study historical background yeah we still have that interest and i think that's shown yeah. that passion has shown through the book and shown through the writing because you know it's all about being 
interested in something and be passionate about African history mm-hmm. and being able to understand where to find the tools you require in order to portray and convey the story mm-hmm. as it would have appeared at that moment in time or that period in time, which obviously fit in century Africa. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, you know, you, you think about like as an engineer, you know, we do a lot of research and we kind of um, look at data and analyze data. Um, when you're writing, especially a historical story that is, you know, a lot of the a lot of the material is not easily found. So those those skills are easily sort of um, um, transfer transferable um, in order to actually find the information, yeah. speaking to people like our parents and our family members, mm, having that research. research, going to museums. Um, yeah, so so you I know. Mean, I- I think that the main thing is, is that it's, it's not a difficult thing. If you have that interest, anybody could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have that interest, you can go out and do your own research. Yeah. I can do, you can do it. The, your audience can do it. It's something that, that we all need to try and get more into. We try to make it more common, more popular. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about, you know, I think, I think we as Africans, we need to tell more of our stories, you know, um, like culturally, I'm sure it's the same in Ghana. In, 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 in Nigeria, um, stories are told, um, orally. So it's kind of like, you know, word, of mouth. word of mouth and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. the only issue with that is that sometimes it can be lost, um, because if, for instance, you know, your parents forget to tell you about it. Um, it's, it can be easily changed over time. Whereas, yeah, exactly. Whereas stories where that written in a book, um, you know, you know, their books are, you know, Shakespeare and, and so many other books have been, have been, have been for over, uh, a hundred, couple hundred years or even up to five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Five hundred years. So I think we need to get into that culture of writing our own stories because we have a lot of stories. There's a lot of mythology mm-hmm. in Africa, um, which we can kind of, you know, use and kindness. Yeah, um, like you're from the Benin Kingdom. Yeah. They've got a rich history. And then I'm from the Ashanti Kingdom. Ashanti Kingdom in Ghana, we've got a massive, rich culture. And that needs to be highlighted. It's, a, it's an amazing history. Once you get into it, if I, if I may ask, yeah. um, why in a fictional world? So why um, put that within a, a, a fictional, uh, let's say, um, realm? Yeah, I was, I, was, I was hoping I was hoping someone asked that question actually. Um, first, obviously, you know, he, the ways there are different ways of telling history, right? You, you know, you can documentary. Tell... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I said documentaries. Exactly. So you can you can do documentaries. You can do you can write a, an actual history book. Right. You can write. There's there's various means of doing it. And the way we felt was would be accessible to as many people as possible would be to fuse it into a fictional story because everyone likes hearing a story. You know, you enjoy a story. You know, when someone tells a good story of all ages. You know you know, you know, old, young, we all watch um, movies, you know, um, you know, old Roman it's music. Like a, it's a great way it's to a, draw people in. Exactly. So it's all about getting access to as many people and getting as many people to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy fiction, fictional story as a, 
as a reader and as a and as a writer, um, I, I I do like fictional stories, and I think a lot of people will enjoy it because sometimes you know someone might find uh, a historical account too sort of regimented or too sort of monotonic in a way. Whereas if you make it fictional and you add, uh, you dramatize a lot of the, uh, a lot of things that happen in it. And at the same time, you're, paint, you're painting a vivid picture of the lives our ancestors lived and the sort of things they went through. When the, when the reader leaves that story, they will stick with them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's bringing history to um, so it's just our way of, of telling the story, you know, like various people have different ways. Some people might prefer to, to read it in a history book, you know. Yeah. There's still lots of facts in, in, that, in that Exactly. Story. So, mm-hmm. so the, the, even though the story is based, it's a fictional story, it is grounded in facts, it's grounded in, in history. Um, the characters are real life people. Um, some of them, their names have been change slightly but the story was um it's ultimately real and dramatized a little bit but yeah it's it's based on uh, it's based on facts you know um the main character of the book is called Eware. he's a he's based on a real life Obal Benin who existed um I think in the 14th century if I recall um um in, in the Benin the, the Benin kingdom so the the Ghanaian the Ghanaian um sort of aspect of the book focuses on the Songhai Empire, yeah. which I'm sure you guys have heard of, um, which was quite a massive empire, you know, six six hundred years ago. So in Ghana. In, in in Ghana was more than the Ghana now. Um so so that's where all these sort of links to real life sort of tribes in Africa um mm-hmm. um is from and the history of those tribes, the culture of those tribes, the politics between the tribes, you know, right. and the war and so on and so forth, and trade. And, you know. and it does it does sound like because um, that's how I I, uh, I understood it first, or try to uh, um, link it with um, let's say a broader um, medium. So I was looking at it from uh, a perspective of it could be. Uh, a perfect script for a movie or a theater um, display if if you do put it um, if you put historical truth in uh, in fictional in a fictional world right yeah yeah i understand i mean if if you the number of people have i've I've mentioned the same after reading it um I haven't read it yet, though. Something we're looking into. Yeah, I think it's not it's not sort of the most important thing at the moment. Um, but if in the future that does happen, and then, then yes, I think it, no reason why why it shouldn't it shouldn't be. I think a movie obviously would would reach more, far more people, you know. Yeah, and isn't it something that um, um, you guys were thinking of, uh, when, um, you know, when writing? Uh... We did. Well, yeah, I mean, in the in the book is written very descriptively, mm-hmm. um, so it paints a very good picture. So okay. you're never going to feel like you don't know where you are um, as a reader. You you can visualize the, what the people look like. You visualize what the the towns, the community, the forest, the you know the landscape, the sea, everything. You can visualize the world basically. Um, so in that sense, you could say it is 
you could say you were thinking about it like in a movie but mm-hmm. I don't think we're writing it mm. to be in a movie. No, no. The way we write, if you know I what I mean. I think it's that jump from a fictional novel yeah. to like an actual screenplay. Yeah. I think that's what we're, we're a bit confused about. Okay. But I think for now, we, we were sticking to the novel. Yeah. So, right. um, yes. talking about A Cry to War, because the, the book is, uh, uh, is out, obviously, and um, one thing I also like about uh, is that it brings about West Africa before slavery, which is like so much a gap in, in people's mind. So that is really the part that people want to discover. Um, could you could you briefly share with us what is the story uh, about and what are some of the, the factional or the, the, the actual facts or the actual truths about history that come back in the book? And last but not least, how did you? How were you able to collect those pieces of history? Yeah. So, so the way the way we went about writing the book, we we wanted to ground it obviously in real historicals of events. So, truth. truth. Um. So what what I did? Obviously, I don't want to spoil too much of it. Sure. But we it was grounded on you know it was based on the. Benin. So he was the main character in the first, in the, which is a character which is the first book. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I, I researched a lot of his life, which is quite interesting. How um, he 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 had a bit of an issue in terms of he lost his crown because he was meant to be king, mm-hmm. and through the help of his mo- his mother, he was able to fight back and regain his crown. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, that that is the story around just one of the kingdoms, which is Mombaka. Um, but in this sort of West African world, there are five distinct kingdoms. Um, some of them share different um, different cultures, but ultimately they're different kingdoms. So you have like Mombaka, which is a collection of the um, cultures of the Benin and the Yoruba people. You have the Songhai Kingdom, mainly. Ghana, like the um, the um, Ashanti tribe, mainly that is the dominance of culture that is depicted in the in that kingdom. Um, you have Kamanga, which is more of a Yoruba um, culture. You have um, you have a kingdom called Ameria, which is which is very similar to the northern uh, region of Nigeria, which is like um, um, the Fulani people. Um, you, you you go further, you you, you look at the Niger. Mm-hmm. of those Fulani people in that area. And then you have the Kinjaja Kingdom, which is similar storyline to Mansa Musa and the Malian Kingdom. So that's where that is, that's where that region is sort of, um, is meant to depict. Um, and then we also have like a back, it's, it's a kingdom called Bakuna Kingdom, which is above a, a region called the Moon Sea in the book, um, which is meant to depict the Mediterranean and those um, North African sort of um, um, cultures. Yeah. Uh, so Moroccan and, you know, and the Mediterranean culture in that region. So, so it's, 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 and there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels. I mean, if if you read it, you, you can clearly picture real life. You know, I mean, you can you just take take once you read it, you you realize what real life cultures are depicted in the book. Now, in terms of the storyline of the book, yeah. um, there are various sort of um, storylines. So the main 
arching storyline that starts from the first page and finishes on the, on the last page is the story of Elwari. But um, there are also side stories that people go on quests and there are people who have their own sort of um, vested interests, motivations. Um, there are people who traveled along across the desert, across the what you would say in the sort of real life Mediterranean Sea, mm-hmm. um, in quest of things. So, so there's there's different things going. At the same time, um, a m- massive part of we as West Africans is our as West Africans is our um, is our religion. So we the traditional religion is is woven into it. So we have traditional gods, so gods of the sea, which are given the traditional names like Olokun in in sort of um, West African mythology and mm-hmm. Ogun, you know, god of the god of the sky and mm-hmm. you know lightning. So all of these sort of mythologies are all in there, um, and how people serve the forest and and taught Iroko trees, believing that it has some sort of divine power in, in it, you know, and the rituals and incantations, in, you know. In, but yeah. you want to make it very clear that yeah. we had a civilization, a very rich civilization, before the European invasion. Absolutely. So for, them to, for them to come and say, oh, we, we have provided you with, with this culture, with, with this civilization, and we, we have trained you, basically. That's, that's completely false. Yeah. Because... We have such a rich culture as African people. We worked together so so hard to yeah. to ensure that culture. Exactly. So you know, like like you know, going on about you know sort of the inspiration for the book and and why it's important. You know, a, like Karen just mentioned, a common sort of um, a common sort of um, no, I wouldn't say insult, but a stereotype thrown as us as black or sub-Saharan African is that mm-hmm. we never really had a civilization. Yeah. We, we we're not good at sort of ruling ourselves, which is not true. Yeah, exactly. So, like this book, obviously, is a storyline and it's a, it's a fictional story, but it shows Basically African facts. sort of, you know, sort of pre-colonial African kingdoms and African empires yeah. working way together, trading together, conquering lands, yeah. you know, and carrying out, you know, exactly having an having like a a, a really structured institution sharing where people pay taxes, you know, and, and you know, and institutions that work, um, which of course we know is true, but it's not just, it's not as common to sort of um, find that out in, in, in my, sort of the mainstream media. And it's, and it's not shown in the media at all, is it? No, not really. Um, so, so I think I think I think that's what that's what it is, you know. Like I'm I'm there are lots of movies about colonial periods and slavery sure. which obviously is important but um like you mentioned before slavery there's kind of like a black hole of not a lot is written about it um and that aspect is and that, larger exactly and that aspect is larger is it contains hundreds and thousands of years of of history orally or you know you know untold stories and we just we just need to tell the stories like in any in any of our sort of uh, culture like europeans they're very good at telling the stories you know when we go to school we're recording it yeah writing it publishing books exactly there's so many movies about the roman empire we know we know everything about the roman empire we know every we know what they wore we know what what paper they use we know 
what war, war of you know shields the, the the soldiers you know took to war we you know we know how their government was rude you know yeah. everything about the romans but we, we hardly even know anything about ourselves yeah true very much true and i love it because this book uh kind of uh, it's not just a novel, but it, you know, it also educates all of us. I do, do want to know how they, um, uh, how you guys, um, what's the inspiration for the title, A Cry to War? Yeah. Yeah. That was actually Nelson's idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, so basically, there was a, there's a part in the book, so I, the, the title came when I was writing the book, so I didn't write the, I didn't have the title before I started writing the book. Okay, so I was, I was about, I would say about a third into writing the book. Mm -hmm. And there was a pivotal moment in the book um, where that sets a lot of the story into motion um, and a lot of the conflict into motion. You, you can, and, you can tell us what, what that pivotal <laughs> moment was. Yeah, I, don't, I can't tell you about it. <laughs> I think... <laughs> into the story basically um uh, you can probably imagine what it was but yeah 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 that word come from i i love that and um so as we're almost rounding up uh, uh this interview uh one thing i would like to know is how did your collaboration come about two writers on one book and uh what is the future plan so so the book is one of uh one of three, one of three so it's a trilogy Trilogy. So the trilogy um, is book one of three, so we're currently working on the second one. Um, so, right. so yeah, we're going to continue writing and finish the the entire overarching story. Um, we used to date, so and so used to date, okay. <laughs> so quite a war. It's something we started writing a few years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, and we're still committed to finish to finishing the story. Yeah, I think we just had that same interest, we had that same passion, and we just wanted to, you know, show it in, in some ways, isn't it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Definitely, because I I have to be honest, like I rarely see two people working on a project that used to date and can still finish the product, yeah, uh, the like, project. Yeah, most of them when they break up. Exactly. Like, then it. it's there goes the project. You know. <laughs> It wasn't easy at all. <laughs> so big ups to you for that. Right, right, right. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Absolutely. And where where is the book uh, available uh, for our listeners that are tuning in right now? A Cry to War. Uh, where can they get the book? Where can they make a purchase? Where can they find out more and find the book in general? Yeah. So, so you can find you can find a book on Amazon. Any sort of Amazon web, wherever you are in the world. You can download you can download it on your Kindle, you can buy the paperback. You can also um, download it on your Google phone. So um so it's on Google Play on your phone, it's on Kobo. Oh that's good. Um, um so you, you can access it in various ways. You can go on our website or so our website is gadarianpublishing.com. So it's G H A um G E R I A N publishing.com mm -hmm. um and all of the sort of ways all of the all, all of the pay, all of the ways of getting to it is is there um but by all means you can just hit me on um instagram yeah. so o-d-i-a-s-e um and and i would i would i'll let you know how to get the book if if you're finding it difficult yeah. difficulty yeah and it also has an instagram page and um 
pretty much if you if you type in a cry to war you'll you'll find it so uh yeah exactly yeah compliments on the search engine <laughs> uh focus that it pops up mm. on top of the list <laughs> so yeah you should, should be able to find it anyway or find someone who knows where to get it love it um so ending off um for our listeners uh what would you like to let uh to have them to know uh about this book and what would your uh words or shout outs also be to people that are listening uh, at the moment mm, that's an excellent question well it's a really great read it's a page turner and um, whoever's listening to this you're going to really enjoy it it's a part of west african history that hasn't really been addressed before so it's i think it's a it's a must read really isn't it yeah yeah and, and i think i think the, the the message i would like to leave is is that we're we're just normal people writing a book and i think anyone can write a book um and i think we as africans need to take it upon ourselves to write more about our stories because no one else is going to do it for us you know yeah yeah and also support each other yes but yeah thanks very much (laughs) thank you as well thanks so much for your for your time and explaining uh why it is important that you know everybody reads this book especially uh when uh looking out to know more on uh west african history uh specifically yeah so uh a big ups to you for bringing out a book like that we'll be promoting it here uh at the station and i need to, i i i must admit i need to get my copy i'm yet to get it uh, that would be great thank you thank <laughs> you <Tell us too. laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh uh and uh um also for tuning in with us and uh, a good Sunday. We'll be keeping in touch, obviously, and keep us posted on what is uh, next to come so that we could uh, uh, share it. I'll definitely be keeping you guys updated. We. Thank you. And thank you, Karen, for your time as well. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Right, you okay, thank have you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>